Welcome to the Connect to Marriage Podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. Conflicts and tension can hurt. Many of us hope to have a marriage that is conflict-free, but is it realistic? Hello and welcome to the Connect to Marriage Podcast. I am Delia and I'm your host for this episode. In each episode of the Connect to Podcast, we'll be tackling questions that couples ask about marriage, communication and conflict and so much more. We hope you will keep tuning in to learn with us as you grow closer, deeper and stronger in your marriage. Our topic today is on the art of disagreements. Navigating tension and disagreements with our most loved ones can be hard, but not impossible. So let's figure it out together. Don't we all yearn for a peaceful, conflict-free and loving home to go home to? But does conflict signal that there is something fundamentally wrong in a marital or dating relationship? To shed more light on this topic, the art of disagreements, we are so honoured to have Raymond and Jenny join us on the podcast today. They are corporate trainers by profession, but they also bake as their hobby and they run a bakery online. We look forward to hear more from them because they are also seasoned marriage trainers in their community. Welcome Raymond and Jenny to the Connect2 podcast. Thank you very much, Delia, for the warm welcome. Yeah, it's great to be here. Maybe share with us a bit more about your family and what else you do in your day and night jobs. <laughs> so we've been married for 23 years and with two teenage children, 19 and 17 this year. And in the last 21 years, we've been involved in training marriage preparation workshops for couples. That's right. So we are still learning to agree with each other after all these years. We often tell our couples, you know, that our marriage has so many flaws that we need to attend marriage prep class again twice a year. And that's why we train marriage prep class twice a year for the last 21 years that say so much about our own marriage. Yeah, that's right. So basically, I'm still screwing up every <laughs> single day. So I need this for myself. Yeah, but I really like the humility that you have towards approaching this, right? Because there's never something that we will not get to learn with regards to marriage. And even in relating to our spouses, there's something new that we can learn about each other despite the number of years we've been married to one another. Mm, that's right. And I would love to hear, you know, even as you share, just now Raymond was sharing that there will still be disagreements despite being married for 23 years. Mm-hmm. Tell us more, you know, about how you have worked through this idea about experiencing conflicts in marriage. I think that's a great question, right? And it's a good point to, to mention that we all will encounter conflicts. So I think in marriage, it's not about whether or not we have conflicts. But I think the grander question that we need to ask ourselves is how do we manage conflicts more effectively? I think for us, what we've come to appreciate and realize is that the perspective that we carry towards conflicts is very, very important. First of all, we have come to appreciate that conflicts are a pathway towards intimacy. We need to see conflicts as opportunities for us to know each other better. And the fact that we still have disagreements, it Mm. means that there are still areas that we have not yet fully appreciated. We are still trying to understand each other in some important areas of life. As a young bride, I remember thinking about conflicts as a bad thing. I shouldn't quarrel with my husband. Uh, Happy couples do not fight. That was a very uh, limiting belief that I had as a young bride. And so whenever we fought, I would feel really lousy about myself. I would look at conflicts as negative and I thought, why are we quarreling? As a young bride, I would then try not to have a conflict, but whatever doesn't get said out, gets acted out. And I thought to myself, 
what is it about conflicts? Are conflicts really bad? Are they really negative? What's this whole myth about conflicts that we think of it as bad? And it's not surprising because we probably saw our parents behaving that same way. You know, they wouldn't quarrel with each other. They projected that a happy family should not quarrel. A lot of women may appear a little bit more submissive Mm -hmm. in the family and you don't ever hear your parents quarrel. And perhaps the idea is that if they do quarrel, then it may lead to a breakup or a divorce situation. So those were the myths or mindsets that I probably grew up with Mm. as a child. And therefore, when I became a wife, I thought we shouldn't quarrel, you know, (laughs) otherwise we we wouldn't be a happy couple. But I was really wrong. That's right. So I think coming back to the question, how do we deal with the disagreements? I think what we try to do is not to avoid conflicts, but uh, to address the issues and to be able to express our needs to one another in a productive and positive way. I think one thing that I've come to learn, and this is again through the years of making mistakes, is to learn how to listen for the heart rather than the words. And this is something that I don't do very well. And, you know, (laughs) we have many conversations about this because the men, we tend to argue, you know, based on the semantics of the word, the content, the, the topic. But oftentimes for me, I miss out on what's really on the heart of my wife. So learning to listen to the heart has been a very important learning journey for me. What I've discovered for myself is that through conflict, we are finding out what's really important to the other person. And that's a big discovery about conflict in itself. It's Mm. not avoiding the conflict. It's realizing that we are fighting because something's really important to my husband and he's trying to communicate that to me. And we're fighting about it because we care about the relationship. We won't fight with people we don't care about, right? But we really fight with the people closest to us because we are actually trying to restore the relationship and that's why we fight. When I hear you share this, one of the things that comes to my mind is at the heart of it, we really desire to be loved for who we are. Mm-hmm. And to be able to bring to the table our true authentic selves. Yes. Because our spouse is the closest person to us, we really mm-hmm. desire to be known and accepted by our spouse. But yeah, at the same time, I hear you share um, earlier on, Jenny, that sometimes when we keep it to ourselves, we choose not to communicate it, we choose to mask it for fear mm-hmm. of not being accepted. Then we are not being able to bring our authentic selves before our spouse. And then that actually serves as a hindrance to bring the relationship deeper and closer. Absolutely. Conflicts are really the tunnel towards intimacy if we really care to find out what it means to the other person. Mm. And that's a big reframe for all of us as we approach the topic of what conflicts mean. It's not a negative thing. It's actually something very positive because it can draw both of us closer together if we bother to find out what's really important to the other person. So now that we hear that actually conflict can actually be a good thing, yet at the same time many of us are rather ill-equipped when we are coming face to face with a point of disagreement, unhappiness, tension. It is often really difficult to respond to it in a level-headed manner because right now we are talking about it in a very objective, (laughs) cool and calm but when (laughs) we are at the point of conflict and a fight, How do we fight well? Maybe you can share with us some tips or maybe through your own experiences in your marriage, what has helped you? Before I go into what has helped us, usually when we fight, it could be over any issue about the children, about in-laws, about how we are managing housework. But the irony is that when we fight, we're not really fighting about the actual issue. We're fighting each other based on how we are making each other feel. Mm-hmm. So it could be the way we are talking to each other, the way we respond or mm-hmm. how we have used certain words against each other that 
made each other feel less of ignored. Mm -hmm. That is what usually causes the fight. Mm -hmm. So many couples think that their differences cannot be resolved and that their issues cannot be... There's no solution mm -hmm. for their issues. But what they don't realize is that in the way they fight, they are not learning how to fight well and therefore they can't get to the issue itself. So before we can learn how to address the issue, we really need to come to a common understanding of how do we even address that communication bit or you know the disagreement bit, how mm. we communicate to each other. I think to help us communicate better, I think one of the things which has helped us will be to understand each other's personality because I think from the years of working with couples and of course on ourselves, we have come to realize that we are all created differently, that God created us very differently and uniquely. And this is the irony, isn't it? We are often attracted to somebody who is different from us and we find that intriguing, we find that exciting, we find that attractive. But the same thing that attracts us is often also the same thing which gives us a headache, right? Which causes conflict, right? Personality being one of them. So just as an example, my character is probably a lot more indifferent when it comes to issues. I am, you know, it's like throwing water on ducks back. Even He's if very calm, uncalm. very collected. Nothing right. really ruffles him right. sort of a guy. So if it's played out well, it means I can keep cool even when there are issues or problems, right? But on the other side, when there are issues to be addressed, for example, if Jenny is bringing up an important issue that she felt needs to be talked about, I may appear indifferent, which means I could appear heartless, I could appear <laughs> I don't care about it, which then riles her a lot more and it, it triggers her. Yeah, so I would be a lot more energetic, you know, I would speak with more nuances in my tone of voice and definitely I would connect with emotions a lot greater and I'm probably looking for it in Raymond, who's mm -hmm. giving me that calm, cool, collected face in yes. a quarrel. Yes. And so let's talk about how we quarrel. Right. So also for me, <laughs> so for me, being a stoic, indifferent guy, I tend to steer away from conflicts. I don't mm. like, not that I can't deal with conflicts. I prefer not to have conflicts. And I don't feel very comfortable having to deal with big emotions. So I tend to avoid. And that's my natural reaction. And conflicts make you feel really uncomfortable, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah especially with the big emotions. That's right. That's right. So therefore, you know, when we have a conflict uh, and if Jenny comes to me with all her... Power pose. Her power pose, <laughs> her nuclear weapons, all ready to fire. My machine gun. Yeah. It, you know, it really, it really, I wouldn't say scare me, but it really causes me to go into a shutdown mode. shutdown mode. That's right. And so to help us, this didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen the day we got married. But over the years of having to deal with conflicts, I came to appreciate the need to verbalize my need to her. So I have to come to tell her that, hey, you know, I know this is a very important issue to you, but could you please power down and speak more calmly? Because your power pose right now is making me clam up and it's making me not willing to address the issue. Yeah, and of course we figured this out yeah. after a really long time. It would have saved us a lot of pain if we had figured it out earlier, how we fight. Mm -hmm. So typical couples, and John Gottman talks about the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Mm -hmm. And he talks about how couples fight, which would be very destructive to marriages. And we were actually doing all the things that we shouldn't be doing as a couple. And we thought, hey, we are a good couple. We've got many things compatible. But when we fight, we were exhibiting those four horsemen. So 
a typical example. Raymond in his stoicness, you know, he would defend himself and he would stonewall. So mm -hmm. let's go through the four horsemen. So John Gottman in his book talked about this, the four horsemen of apocalypse. The first one would be criticism mm -hmm. and then contempt followed by defensiveness and stonewalling. Mm. Right. So yeah, guilty as charged. And I think my favorite would pro probably Your favorite. be stonewalling. <laughs> and defensiveness. Yeah, and defensiveness. So whenever Jenny brings up a whatever topic that she's, you know, issue that she feels need to be addressed, my Kung Fu will come out quickly, you know, and kind of yeah. block uh, and give excuses or reasons. I mean, to me, there's a reason why I behave in a certain way. But if, I'm, if truth be told, I was also being defensive. Yeah. It would be a reason to him it would be an excuse to me. So the more reasons he would give, the mm. more I would shoot all those reasons down. Mm. And I would say to him, you know, stop trying to give me an excuse. And mm. then he would get even more defensive and then mm. the stonewalling would come up. Mm. So you can e imagine how this battle plays out even yeah. amongst couples. And it's really detrimental because it tears down the relationship rather than builds us That's up. That's right. For myself, because as Jenny has explained, she's more emotionally tuned. A lot more vibrant more, emotions. More vibrant, <laughs> yeah. If, uh, that's a very nice word to use, vibrant. Yeah, so, so I think I've come to learn that I have got to validate her feelings as well. To acknowledge that, yeah, she's angry, she's upset. You know, she feels a certain way, you know, and, and I can just can't shut her up yeah. or just avoid. Even if I'm not prepared to talk about it at that moment, to, to resolve it, I, I think what has helped, helped mm. us or helped myself is that by acknowledging her feelings and you know, maybe saying to her, yeah, I, I can see that you're very upset. This issue has caused you a lot of grief, but I'm sorry I'm not in the right frame of mind to address it at this moment. Can we give ourselves about 20 minutes, 30 minutes or whatever a great time frame before we come back in a more calm manner to talk? And it works out better for me because then mm. in a way it's like releasing the pressure valve in her so that her nuclear weapon is a lot less <laughs> potent right and for me also disarming my defensiveness and getting my mental and emotional posture to be more ready to engage yeah. having to understand this for husband that you just shared with mm. us um, i hear that for raymond your natural uh, response would be the stonewalling and even the defensiveness, defensiveness. but mm. does that mean that uh, jenny's inclination is the other two which is like the criticism yes. and contempt that's that's the natural tendency okay and i find it very interesting because and let's dissect this for the listeners right because raymond has also sort of given a very good example as to how to prevent these natural inclinations from really going head on head with mm -hmm. each other mm -hmm. um, but rather giving even like this time frame okay mm -hmm. i need you to give me this 20 minutes 30 minutes so very specific requirements on my part because mm -hmm. i know that i need this time to just collect myself cool down um, understand the situation before i'm ready to hear you out and maybe even this cool down period would also help the other party in this case jenny to also then okay yeah i should just like power down and um be careful about my words because mm -hmm. i'm really starting to show the mm -hmm. criticism and contempt side when you have given these tips to us three of us you know from your point of view what was really challenging in being able to communicate these things to one another mm -hmm. because the natural reflex would definitely be to activate our horsemen Marriage is one of the most rewarding things in life. Yet, navigating marriage as newlyweds or an engaged couple can sometimes get overwhelming. Whether it's managing expectations of the in-laws, getting a good grasp of your family finances, or establishing good habits of communication and healthy conflict. 
focused on the Family Singapore's marriage preparation program, aims to help you build a solid foundation in the early years and prepare you for the adventure of your life. Visit family.org.sg slash C2 Marriage Prep for more information today. So one of the things that we encourage couples to do is to express the impact of the other person's actions on you. Let them know how it impacts you and then make a request. So let's give them an example. You know, um, after we are, you know, stonewalling, defensive, and I'm being critical and contemptuous, I would say, hey, darling, when you come across as defensive, it really makes me feel ignored. Could you please validate my feelings so that I can bring across what I need to you? I, I need to be validated. So that's me letting Raymond know that his use of the four horsemen has an impact on me. And my request of him is to please validate my feelings and not defend. And likewise, what would you say when I'm being contemptuous and critical? Yeah, well, I'll just tell you to can you power down, please? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, yeah, it is very difficult. I mean, you're absolutely right, Delia, that our first reaction is really not going to be very pleasant. Mm. Uh, I think to me, it's just learning to not make things worse. I mean, somebody said to me this before, right? If you've got nothing better to say, then don't say anything. <laughs> right? I mean, that, that sounds like stonewalling, but to me, that has been quite helpful. Uh, but I think I will go a step further. It's not just about not saying anything, mm. but also making an effort to say something helpful mm. that will help us to reconcile. Mm. And one of the things I, I would ask of Jenny is, you know, is there something I can do to make you feel better? You know, help me to understand why are you upset? Because sometimes as a guy, men really don't get it. <laughs> we are that, you know, blockaded, if I may <laughs> use the word. We just don't understand mm. what is causing the conflict. Mm. And sometimes Jenny has to be very precise, very clear, mm. so that I can learn to see that, the perspective. And this is therefore really a, a very important point. We do see things very differently. Absolutely. And I think it's also important for us as wives or even spouses not to expect our partner to know what we are thinking. There used to be this saying that if you love me, you would know what I want or you would know what I, how I'm feeling. Well, they don't. <laughs> our husbands really don't know how we're feeling and they don't know what we want. Yeah. So we really need to let them know. And mm. when we're in the heat of the moment, when we're really upset, sometimes it really helps to for us to have that moment of saying, hey, what's really making me upset in the first place? If my husband doesn't know what I want and he's making me angry, yeah. then perhaps I have not communicated to him in a way that helps him understand. Another thing is also watching our own emotional climate, our own emotional temperature. Mm. If we know that we are starting to feel the bubbles and the boiling and we're getting angrier and angrier, mm. it's important to be attuned to our own emotions and know where we are. Are we at 100 degrees? You know, it will boil at 100 degrees. Mm -hmm. And if we are already at 70 degrees, that's when I will tell Raymond, I would say, hey dear, I'm already feeling a little bit upset and I can still speak calmly because I'm not totally, I haven't lost it. So these days I try <laughs> not to lose it. I try to give signal of the volcano erupting <laughs> and yeah. I'll say, hey, the volcano is going to erupt soon, but... Um, can we talk about it before the volcano erupts? So he, Raymond will take this as the signal and he'll say, okay. If he's really busy, he'll say, you know, dear, I'm really busy right now. Can we take a walk afterwards? 
if my volcano is at 90% and it's really going to erupt and he can see from my body language, I think usually he puts it down and okay. <laughs> and I will request from him, dear, I need five minutes of time because mm. I'm really at the maximum of my own uh, volcano eruption. Could you just give me five minutes? I just need to say what I need to say. It's not personal against you. Maybe I'm really upset with something or the kids. Please give me five minutes. I really appreciate how you have shared these things and wrapping it up for the listeners, I do hear that it first takes self-awareness on our part, mm -hmm. <laughs> knowing our personalities and appreciating each other's personalities and remembering what attracted us to our spouse at a get-go. Then also remembering that when we encounter a fight, we're not here to fight against each other, but to fight together mm -hmm. uh, to resolve something deeper, which is not really the presenting issue, but in mm. really coming to wanting to hear each other out, right? Yeah. And actually recognizing that maybe underlying this presenting um, conflict could be something else that was not resolved earlier on. Yeah, and then finally recognizing that we might have different ways of responding to the conflict, but being able to tell each other what we need, verbalizing what we mm -hmm. need at that juncture, would help each other to hear the unspoken, mm -hmm. and then later on coming back to really addressing it again when we are ready. In each episode, we actually address a frequently asked question that couples have about marriage. And it's very interesting because the both of you have also briefly touched on this earlier on, but I believe this situation that, that the wife is facing would be a further step in understanding what stonewalling is. So let's hear from her. Um, she asks, My husband often stonewalls me when our discussion gets too heated up or when I get emotional. And it frustrates me to no end because what I really like to resolve the issue when it happens, but he can no longer engage in a meaningful conversation. What am I doing wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for this uh, question because I can see myself in this <laughs> very much. And I'm the other opposite yeah, end of exactly. that. <laughs> so I think there must be some divine intervention here for this question to be fielded today. What is stonewall? Basically, stonewall means that you know we put up a posture that gives the other party a feeling that we are not responding, we are, there are no sound bites, there are no... It blocks, a, it, it blocks out anything that's coming our way. And as what we've, we've discovered, usually there's a pattern of how we fight that results in one party or both parties stonewalling. If you look at the wall, Great Wall of China, for example, the Great Wall of China wasn't built overnight. It took centuries, brick by brick, boulder by boulder, isn't it? So in, in the same way, an emotional stonewall, a marital stonewall between a couple it's not something that happens suddenly overnight, right? It has to be there because, you know, today I thought we, we didn't manage to resolve the issue. One brick got put up there. Another time, different encounter. Again, we didn't feel validated. We get upset. Mm -hmm. Another brick. And because of these repeated failures to address the disagreement productively and effectively, over time, we get this message that, you know, mm. whatever I do, whatever I say is not going to be useful. Mm. So therefore, why bother? And therefore, the stone will comes up. We get into these negative patterns of behaviour. Mm. So one person nags, one person shouts, the other person puts the wall up. If we want to change the dynamics, we have to start changing the patterns in which we communicate with each other. As I mentioned earlier, if you're going to start yelling, you're going to meet a, mm. a wall. So how do we break down that wall? It really means, can we actually speak in a way that doesn't yell, doesn't involve the high level of emotions? Mm. And can we let our partner know that when they put up those stone walls, how it makes us feel? I think the ability to communicate that actually softens both of us and it makes us very human mm. to know that, wow, I've actually hurt you. Mm -hmm. I was trying not to hurt you. I put up that stone wall so I wouldn't say anything more 
to antagonize you. And that's what most men do they, when they stonewall. You know, they're yeah. trying not to make the situation worse, but their blood pressure goes up. I can I you part of that. <laughs> so oftentimes I just, okay, take deep breaths, <laughs> suck it up, just say sorry, <laughs> and not to make things any worse. But actually in so doing, mm. I, I didn't realize actually it's making things worse for her. Because in stonewalling, by blocking out all the sound bites coming from Jenny, mm. she's not getting a response from me. And so what happens to her emotionally? She feels that, okay, since I'm not getting across, I need to shout louder, I need to speak louder. Yeah, I, need to... I need to tear down that wall that you put up in yeah. order to get through to you. It becomes a vicious cycle. The more she tries to get my attention, the more mm. I stonewall. The more I stonewall, she, the more she ups yeah. her emotional energy and her passionate <laughs> speech. And there's no end. Yeah. It just keeps going round and round and round until, you know, one day everything unravels and mm. everything breaks down. So, yeah, it, I, I could identify with this example. So instead of talking about the issue, talk about how we are making each other feel even when we are fighting. Learn to make a request of each other. Please, mm. when I say something, could you give me a, a space or at least allow me to finish saying what I have to say? If you were to stonewall or defend, it makes me feel ignored. I think the key here is to get the message across mm. without being emotionally charged up or agitated. Mm. Uh, to be able to at least reduce the emotions. I don't think it's possible to eliminate the emotions, but if you could just bring down the emotions by a few notches, mm. and that will help to get the message across. And then that will help us to kickstart hopefully a more positive conversation with each other. One of the things we typically do when things get a little bit heated is we will say, let's go for a walk. Find a, a big space. Don't walk in the shopping mall where there's so many people beside you, <laughs> but find enough open space as you're walking. You are also discharging some of that negative energy, emotions yeah. and energy. As you walk, as you're walking, the body language is you're going side by side. So that mm. gives you the ability to talk to each other. It gives you the space you know, mm. without family members being around you, the mm. space to talk to each other. Yeah. yeah. So that's what we typically find helpful. That's right. Another one, as Raymond talked about, is to apologize for how we're making each other feel. Mm. So that's a really powerful one. The apologizing for hurting each other has the powerful ability to dispel the emotions. Mm. I yeah. want to say something about apology and this personal experience. When guys, for us, when we say sorry, is it's not saying I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry la, right? This is our, these are the things that we typically tend to do, right? And this will totally upset her even more because when I do that, it makes Jenny feel that I'm trying to shut her up <laughs> and avoid the, conf the, the conflict. But I think what Jenny said is true. When I say sorry, I'm sorry for what, right? Sorry for how I make her feel, sorry for my part in contributing to the disagreement or the conflict or whatever is frustrating her. Another thing that has helped us is in, instead of being critical, uh, is about addressing it objectively by stating it as a complaint instead of it being a criticism or being contempt as, you know, as in the four horsemen. So for example, if yeah. uh, Raymond was supposed to pick me up from work and he was running late for the umpteen time, a complaint sounds like that. You know, dear, I'm, I'm a little bit upset that you're late in picking me up, you know, and this has happened re quite a number of times, right? That's a complaint. It's a valid factual, factual statement. And it's something that we should raise to each other. So we shouldn't sweep complaints under the carpet because they build up resentment. That's right. 
uh, a criticism sounds like that. You don't care about me, you know. Why do you always pick me up late? So your drinks with the buddies are more important than me, right? Yeah. You know, you always do this to me. Yeah, so that is criticism and it will definitely rub off uh, our yeah. spouse in a negative way. Those words that we often hear, you always do mm. this, you always do yeah. that, yeah. And those are really difficult, poisonous words. Be we sure still use to. them. We still, we use still them. make yeah. the mistakes. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So with that, um, thank you so much for the tips. I really enjoy the two things that you shared, which is to walk side by side with each other and to apologize, to dispel the negative energy. And, you know, even as I hear these great insights, I would like to also wrap up this episode um, by getting our listeners to have to take on this couple challenge. Um, to share with one another and especially if you're listening to your spouse to take five minutes to hear from one another what you think your conflict style might be and one thing you would do differently after listening to today's episode. We really hope that you enjoy this sharing by Raymond and Jenny because in the next episode we're going to hear them tell us more about the skills required to handle disagreements well so that we can continue to build greater intimacy in our marriage. If you're looking out for more practical resources to grow your marriage, do visit our website at www.family.org to browse our articles or check out our upcoming marriage programs. We hope you have followed and subscribed to our Connect2 podcast or share this episode with a friend who may also benefit from it. Thank you for tuning in and until next time, take care of yourself and your spouse.